Hello and welcome to Home at Last in Mass, the podcast in which we educate, empower, and inspire the first-time homebuyer in Massachusetts. Brought to you by Mass Housing, the leader in affordable housing financing in Massachusetts. I'm your host, Eric Gedstad. This is episode eight. Well, hey, everybody, I'm coming to you from a remote location, my home. These days, home is everything. If you're lucky enough to have stable housing, you're spending a lot of time at home, in a house, a condo, or an apartment. Or maybe it's your parents' basement, but it's a home. I want to thank all of the essential workers, especially first responders, nurses, doctors, and other medical staff, grocery store workers, and everyone else who is keeping us going. Thank you. Thank you so much. At Mass Housing, we know how much home means. Our entire organization is dedicated to helping people with modest incomes buy and keep a home for the long term. To learn more about us, visit masshousing.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Okay, on to episode eight. Hey, if you're listening to these sequentially, you'll know we were talking with Monique about her journey to home ownership, and we will return to that, I promise. She and I are going to work out how to have a conversation remotely and record it. But until then, I thought, wouldn't it be great to do an episode with someone who's going through the home buying process right now, in real time, especially during this strange time with the pandemic? Well, we can, because I myself happen to be right in the middle of the home buying process. It's not my first home, but that doesn't matter because the process is the same no matter what. So, Starting today, I'm going to share with you what it has been like so you can get an up-close look at what happens in the process and some of the changes to those usual home buying routines that are in place now because of the public health restrictions. First off, are there homes for sale? There absolutely are. Life goes on and people need to move, or they want to move. And so the buying and selling of homes continues. Before the pandemic, the number of homes on the market in Massachusetts was already fairly low, and that has not necessarily improved, as you might expect, given that so many things in our lives have been put on hold. So when we decided to buy, the first thing we did was find a realtor who knows the area. Realtors are incredibly helpful. One of the best things that ours did is sign us up for the Multiple Listing Service, or MLS. We got emails in our inbox every day with homes that met our selection criteria, like price, size, community, etc. If a new home came on the market, we knew right away, and we knew if there were price reductions as well. When we wanted to visit a home, it was by appointment only. Our realtor would talk to the listing agent, that's the realtor who is representing the seller of a property, and schedule an appointment. There are very few open houses, if any, right now, due to social distancing practices. When we visited homes, we wore masks and kept our distance, of course. Sometimes we needed to take off our shoes, and sometimes we were asked to avoid touching surfaces as we walked through the homes. Around the same time as we got a realtor, we found a lender. We needed the pre-approval letter. This is something you need to be able to show a seller's agent that you are a serious buyer. Remember, you're competing with other buyers for a property, so you want to be prepared to go as quickly as possible. Put yourself in the seller's shoes. Once they decide to sell their home, they want to do it quickly. They want the money. They may need to move. 
you'll be the same someday when you sell. Just a reminder here that you can find a list of Mass Housing approved lenders and individual loan officers on our website, masshousing.com. I highly recommend using this resource. These loan officers are very experienced in working with first-time buyers like you. Our lender asked for some information about our finances, of course, such as two weeks of pay records, bank statements, some tax records, things like that. Our lender even has a secure app that allows you to take a photo of a document and upload it securely to their platform for review. It is really quite efficient and painless. The lender also sent us a report with our credit scores. It's always good to know your credit score, which is one of the ways a lender decides whether or not to loan you money. After a few days, we got a pre-approval letter sent by email. In the letter, the lender said they would loan us up to a certain amount. It allowed us to confidently shop for a house in our price range and provide the letter to a seller's agent, and it showed that we could be taken seriously as buyers. Coming up, after a short pause, we find the one, the house we'd been looking for. We looked at maybe six or seven properties over about five weeks, mostly on the weekends. Visiting multiple homes gives you a sense of what you like and what you don't like. Some homes look great on the listing sheet and on the web, and then when you see them in person and go through the rooms and see the neighborhood, you just know, nope, not for us. Some properties were too old, some were too small, some were on a road that was too busy, some didn't have enough of a yard. Some just had too much 1980s feel, if you know what I mean. You get the idea. Everyone's tastes are different. Then, one day, we finally found the one. It had almost everything we could want. Mind you, it wasn't perfect, but it felt right. We went back the next day to see it again, just to make sure we still felt the same way. And we did. We took a deep breath. Time for the next big step. We decided to make an offer. We called our realtor and told him this was the one. We talked about what a good offer would be. Every situation is different and there's no one magic formula to making an offer. It depends on the property, the market, all kinds of things. Our realtor looked up what other homes in the same area had sold for in the recent past to see if the home was priced appropriately, and it was. Realtors call these previous sales records the comps, or comparable sales. We settled on a price that was just below the asking price, but not too low. We wanted this home, and we weren't trying to get it at a rock-bottom price. We had heard from the seller's agent that some other offers were rejected as being too low. The sellers had also lowered the price slightly a couple of weeks after listing it. We had a feeling they were motivated to sell, and so our offer being close to asking price but still a little under, was likely to get serious consideration. Now, I want to share that there is an actual document here, a standard form in the real estate industry called a contract to purchase real estate. The realtor completes this form and you as the buyer sign it. 
It also is standard practice to deliver a check for $1,000 along with that form to the seller's agent. And we did that. The contract is two pages and I will just mention a few of the things that it contains. It has the amount you are offering for the property, how long your offer is good for, ours was for 24 hours, a date by which we agreed to have the home inspected, a date by which we said we wanted to complete a purchase and sales agreement with the sellers, that's the formal agreement to buy the home, and a date by which we proposed having the closing, which is the date when the parties all sign the legal documents and the home passes from the former owners to you. And then we waited. The sellers had a few ways they could respond. They could not respond at all. We thought that was unlikely, but who knows? They could outright reject the offer, or they could make a counteroffer. What would it be? There was suspense, that's for sure. I'm going to leave you in suspense for now. On the next episode, I'll tell you what happened and where the winding road toward homeownership took us next. We'll see you next time here on Home at Last in Mass. Thank you.